Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. hits at Coast FM with Fleetwood Mac and one of their huge hits Dreams and the dreams are coming Sherilyn Santa coming down on the sleigh from the North Pole I've got your gifts already organised for me and all that oh I've been very good this year (laughs) she's not been naughty at all no exciting this is the gang this morning the gardening gang here for our good friends Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs our long-term sponsors, and also Doormasters, Security Doors and Windows. We're going nuts today. We are growing nuts, eating nuts. It's all about nuts because Christmas, what would a Christmas table be, Pete, without some nuts and a nutcracker? Nut <laughs> so we're talking about growing nuts as well because I think a lot of people haven't considered nuts as something you can add to your garden. And it doesn't matter how big your garden is, I'm going to prove it to you today. I'm going to be the expert and share my Central Coast nut-growing tips with you, Pete. Well, most people only think about nibbling Nobby's nuts and we're (laughs) doing nuts from everywhere today in the gardening gang as well as talking to a whole bunch of people Mm. mainly about festive foods and things like that. we are. Also, our good friend uh, Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners a little later on talks about the difference between owning your home and moving into a home unit in regard to maintenance because there are all sorts of rules and regulations with the strata. Ah, yes, And the question is, can you put pets into a strata building? Oh, that's... He answers that question too. That's a good question. And our good friend Clara from Clara's Urban Mini Farm is also going to drop in and she's going to explore botany for us because, Pete, you particularly get a bit confused sometimes. baffled by botany. Yeah, so it's... It's botany gone bonkers, explained by Clara from Clara's Urban Mini Farm and also from Central Coast Permaculture as well. She's got all the answers for us. And we've got all of our regulars, like you said. We've got What's Hot Vicky, Chef Pauline Mack is joining us and then Doreen's heading up the market report in the second hour. But in the first hour, it's all about nuts. In the meantime, gangsters, what do we say? Merry Christmas! The number two song in America this week, All I Want for Christmas is You by our good friend... And Christmas devotee, Mariah Carey, because the number one song, as we all know, and it's been you know, oh. broadcast everywhere, is, you know, Brenda Lee. Oh, it is. That's Mariah Carey. Then you've got Brenda, Brenda Lee at Lee. number one with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. I, I would have thought Huge. Mariah was still number one, but there you uh, go. Number two this week. Well, number two. Go, yeah, she's falling back. Oh, dear. The older gals got in front. <laughs> You! (laughs) (laughs) 17 past eight right now with the Gardening Gang, Pete and Sherilyn. Also in this uh, particular program today, we have a Santa giveaway. We do. We've got those marvellous Santas to give away. They've been so popular here on the radio station throughout the week. Mm. We have one for the Gardening Gang today. So sometime soon when you hear a little thing like this, I'll just play a sample for you for those who... May have been living in a cave and don't quite know what you're listening out for. Oh, it's so popular. Don't call us, but this no, is no, what no, you're listening call. out for. <laughs> Happy Christmas from Coastwide Cars. And to all the mums and dads of the Central Coast. There's the mums and dads. Shout out from Santa. <laughs> when you hear that throughout the program today, it could appear anywhere. 
even during a uh, a Christmas song. But this oh. out for that, there and you go. give us a call four three double two double o seven two, and you will win instantaneously a Santa for your house. That's right. that, and they're nice Santas. I they're have to say, a meter high. They're, they're beautiful size Santas. They're very traditional. They look like those Russian Santas. You know, they're very very traditional. Yes, the uh, European mm. ones. Yeah, okay. they do. They're nice. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Daddy Christmas. You can call me Daddy if you like. No, thank you. <laughs> Moving along and talking about other nuts. Now down to nuts. Yes. Growing nuts on the central coast. Now, if you've got a garden of any sort, you can fit a nut in, believe it or not. And I think that a lot of people are looking for shade trees or looking at putting a bit of greenery in. And I'm always saying, go for something you can eat as well. Nuts will take a bit longer until you get the fruit. Macadamias, for example, they'll take about seven to ten years. And really, for macadamias, although they grow fantastically on the coast, they work really well in most regions, they are a very, very big tree. So they mightn't be on your list. But there's a lot of our listeners that have larger properties, but they will grow from four to 20 metres. What? A macadamia tree? 20 metres? 20 metres high, they can. Maybe not on the centre. That's about 100 feet. Well, maybe not on the central coast. telegraph pole. Maybe not on the central coast. Maybe a bit further north. Maybe they will. But they have that potential. So all I'm saying is, if you've got a 300 square metre block somewhere at Blue Haven, maybe pass on the macadamia uh, tree. Maybe that's not your Otherwise get a stunted one. All right. And not officially a nut, but we, we consider it so. Almonds, almond trees grow quite well. So that's a nice one as well. So you could try almonds. Uh, they are a deciduous tree. They do need very good drainage though. But once they're established, here's a good thing about almonds. They're very drought tolerant. So they're very, very, very good. You still do need regular watering. And like a lot of these nuts and nut similar trees, they uh, need a couple of trees. So you might need two of those for some cross-pollination so that you can get lots of nuts. Another one, now this is a popular one at Christmas time, I think in recent years, pistachios. Pistachios are very delicious and they grow well here. They're a smaller tree. Now they only grow up to from about three to five metres, so not, not too bad, not too bad. You could fit one of those in a great big pot at Saratoga next to the pool. You could do that. They do need a cold winter as well. So while I'm saying Saratoga, they might do better up in the mountain regions around here. They'll take six years to bear nuts and they only bear nuts on female trees. How interesting is that? You're going to need a male it tree in there. six years <laughs> to be a nut. That is the quote of the show so far. <laughs> takes six years to be a nut. There you go. But look, honestly, nuts are something that are a wonderful addition to gardens and it's something that you should consider as well. And here's one I'm going to leave you with, which is my one of my favourite nuts other than you, Pete, pecans. It's hard not to fall in love with a pecan or you. <laughs> well, in just a tick, we've got standing by on the radio this morning a lady who has established a very successful nut Selling organisation. Yes. And we'll find out why they call it GI Nuts right after this.
Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It's Nut Day on the Central Coast. Why is it Nut Day, Pete? Because it is Christmas in a couple of uh, days from now and we all like to chomp on the best nuts in town. And where do we find those? At the Gourmet Nut Company that's right here on the Central Coast. G.I. Gourmet Nuts. Sorry. G.I. for George and I for Irene. G.I. Gourmet Nuts. Oh, that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Here's Irene here. now, yes. we, we won't worry about putting George on, Irene, because you, you appear no. to be the, the spokesperson here, which is important. Mm. I will be, yes. Okay, so we've got Irene, who looks after the, the gourmet, the GI, let's say it again, GI, G-I gourmet, gourmet nuts. Jeez, okay. I'm not going to yes, get that wrong again, Pete. How, <laughs> how long has your business been going for, Irene? Uh, we've been in business over 20 years. We started with vending machines in Sydney while we were living in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we moved to the coast six years ago. We decided why not try the local markets and sell them at the local markets. Right. And it just hit off. It just gone crazy. Well, we had that couple years later, Christmas hampers, which are going crazy. And what sort and of things are everybody bought? What are they buying for Christmas? Uh, um, honestly, uh, they buy everything. Because what I sell is what I like. Ah. I don't sell it if I don't like it. There right. you go. Okay, so I'm the chief taster. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the list here of your nuts, and I tell you yeah. what, my mouth is watering, Pete. Listen to Watery, this. Yes. Honey roasted cashews oh. and peanuts. Thai sweet chili nuts. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Canadian maple and what and... Moroccan tagine nuts as well. These are not your ordinary nuts, Irene. No, they're not. They're not. This is the gourmet, top of the range varieties that you cannot find in the shops. They're not just available in the shops. Right. Uh, they're getting roasted on every half in in Australia. Mm-hmm. We source most of the, you know, whatever Australian product we can get, mm-hmm. hands-on, we roast it. We are very big sellers of um, macadamias, which obviously they're all Australian. Yes. And the top seller in macadamias is pancake. Pancake flavoured? Maple pancake. Ooh. Oh. Maple <laughs> pancake. Maccas. Macadamias. Oh, macadamias. Oh, that's, that's tempting. Yes. So yes. delicious. And then very, very close after that it comes the manuka honey. Then we got the chili, salted chili. We got the garlic. We got the wasabi. We got the plain salted for people that, you know, don't like too much flavor. Okay. Uh, Irene, I'm hearing a European accent there, and I'm thinking maybe Italian, maybe... Oh, Greek. Greek. Okay, a hand for the Greeks. They love their nuts. There we go. Sensational. And uh, you're... I've been in Australia longer than I've been in Greece. Oh, understand there. And your uh, business partner is George. That's where we get the GI from, so he's a a Greek as well. Okay. Yes. All right. So yep. this is this is marvelous news because the combination is excellent. There, you've you've moved up from Sydney. You've mm-hmm. you've given yes. away the big smoke, and you've moved to the Central Coast. Yes. Which is of course paradise compared to being in Sydney. Of isn't course. It? Of and course. And have the nuts enjoyed moving as well? My nuts enjoyed it very much. Marvelous. I mean, we started with like I said with one market with a small, you know, four wheel, mm-hmm. you know, drive, and we ended up now we having four events. We're wow. doing eight to ten events every weekend. Mm-hmm. We are oh. regular at the Rocks every weekend. We're doing Saturday Sunday at the Rocks. Right. 
Well, how can we find you on the Central Coast? The coast? Yes, of course. I will give you uh, the... Just give me a second and I'll look at what I got on. I've got so many on, I can't remember off by heart. No time to sleep. <laughs> That's it. Everything's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Everything's nuts. So we have um, the Olive Tree Market on Saturday, uh-huh. which is Newcastle. Right. We've got the Pelican Market, which is the uh, 3 to 8 Twilight Market in Spears Point. Mm-hmm. Where, where, Spears Point. Oh, Spears Point. Okay. Yep. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you minor markets in your minor on Sunday. Brilliant. Okay. And, and if we can't get to one of these markets, can we buy from you online? Of course, we got the online shop, and mm-hmm. it's a flat. Um, after seventy nine dollars, you don't pay um, like courier. Right. Uh, up to seventy nine is just a flat rate of thirteen dollars. Uh, can I ask a question, Irene? Seventy nine dollars <laughs> spent on nuts is going to get you a fair yeah. bit of stuff, isn't it? A lot of stuff. Would it be several kilos worth? Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea the price of these fancy nuts, you see. Yes, obviously. (laughs) You're going to get lots of nuts. You can share them with everybody. That's what you can do. (laughs) You will get quite a bit. Lots of nuts. Okay. That'll be enough. That'll be enough to put on your Christmas table. More than enough. Okay. And the last question I've got for you: Do you and George roast your own product, or do you generally buy it in no. from uh, manufacturers? We don't buy from manufacturer. We got the manufacturer that roasted for us. Aha! So right. it's our own manufacturer. So they are unique. Yes, very unique. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Okay, well, Irene, I'm sold. You are? And I would like to wish you and George a very, very happy Christmas and a very profitable Christmas because you're very hardworking people. Thank you so much. Exactly the same to you, to your crowd there, to your families, and enjoy yourself. You have a great time. Thanks, Irene. We've been speaking with Irene there, and she's from GI Gourmet Nuts. And you can find them at gigourmetnuts.com.au. And you're listening to Coast FM 963, and you're at home with the gardening gang with Pete and Cheryl. And we're all nuts today. Thank you, Irene. Thanks, Irene. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It was the week before Christmas, Cheryl, and mm. it's a happy time. It is. I'm happy. You know... Food comes to mind when we talk about Christmas, not presents in our family. We enjoy some nice food we can't normally afford during the course of the year. Things like, you know, beautiful lobsters from Western Australia and fruits from the the aisles of wherever. My goodness, where's my invitation? (laughs) You're coming to the party. We've got the beautiful Clara here. She is the princess of permaculture here on the Central Coast, Clara Rosa. And we're going to actually do some uh, investigation because I think as a newcomer to gardening, Mm -hmm. I, I get a bit bonkers about botany and some of these terminologies. Yes, it is a bit confusing. Welcome, Clara. Hey, good morning, gangsters. Well, Pete, I didn't feel like much of a princess this morning when I was cleaning out my chicken coop, but thank you for the lovely introduction. Now, how are those uh, little uh, chickens surviving the the warm weather, the warm spell we're having now? Oh, well, you know, please follow along on Instagram if you're interested, because I've been uploading a lot of of hot chicks content, which is basically (laughs) me and my chickens dealing with the, the heat wave. So feel free to join in. Yeah, Clara's Urban Mini Farm, is that it? That's it, it. Oh, I love it. I love the Instagram. Yeah, those hot chicks, they're getting well looked after. That's right. I thought today we would just sort of give me some uh, thinking about the various terminologies with food. There are fruits, there are veggies, there are nuts, there are... 
uh, berries, you for example. You want the juicy details on what's the fruit? The juicy details. He now, I've confused. got here he a uh, nice yellow banana. If you were to ask me in the $1 million question whether that was a fruit or a vegetable, I would probably... I would probably balk and say, oh, I'm not 100% sure. So is this lovely banana from northern well, Queensland, what would that be classed as being? Eh? Language is a funny thing, Pete, because we've got our culinary definitions and we've also got our botanical definitions. So from a culinary point of view, we think about a fruit as something that is juicy and sweet and we think about a vegetable as something that is like fibrous and starchy. So when your doctor says, Pete, have you been having your two and five, yep. your two fruits, your five vegetables, that's what he's talking about and you should be doing okay. that but In- from a botanical point of view a fruit is basically just the ovary the the fertilized genitals of a plant so once an embryo has turned a into a, a swollen ovary okay, that contains seeds so that banana there even though the seeds are teeny tiny that is in fact a fruit Okay, so there are seeds in the banana somewhere. That's right. And because it is the... So if it's a banana split, are there seeds split? No, you can see them. But (laughs) because it is a single flower there that has turned into a fruit and it has the seeds on the... multiple seeds on the inside, Mm. that's also a berry. That's what I heard, yes. And a berry is a type of fruit. Ah, right. It's a very good idea to do this segment, you know. There you go. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay, now the next piece of uh, fruit I've got here is the... The, the carrot. The carrot. You know, this is probably, this one of you is probably about 10 inches long. It's a <laughs> very, very healthy looking animal. I don't like the way you're holding that carrot. Oh, no. sorry. Calm down. Just relax. <laughs> now, this particular carrot, would that be a fruit or a veggie? All right, well. In a botanical way. It's mm. neither. So, oh, again, vegetables a is a culinary term, but is it a fruit? Well, no, because it is not actually the swollen fertilised embryo. It oh. is a part of the root system. It is, in fact, a taproot. So, that is there the taproot, and from a culinary but, point of view, we'd call it a vegetable. Yes, it's a veggie, certainly, in terms of the taste and how we apply it, but it's not actually a veggie in the botanical sense. Is that what you're saying? No, that's, that's right. Grab the zucchini, Pete. Uh, the Carefully. zucchini is at the end of the alphabet. There we go. This so is an easy different. one, Pete. I want this you to guess. This is about a little smaller oh, than the uh, the carrot. I, take a guess, Pete. What do you reckon but it is? I would say there's probably a large amount of seed in there. So oh, from what yeah, I'm learning from you, gals, <laughs> I'm a fast learner here, gals. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a um, it's um, uh, it's a berry. Oh, okay. Interesting. It is a fruit. So you're correct that it is a type of fruit. And is it a berry? Yes, because it is the single swollen ovary of a flower. Ah, well, I've learned a lot today. Clara, you're very, very uh, inspirational when it comes to talking about these flowers. Now, there's one more. Oh, this, look, people love or hate these. I love broccoli, Pete. What about you? Well, broccoli is always on our plate I was at the uh, one of the clubs here lately, and the only green item, green item on the, uh, the, the the day, the roast of the day, yes, was a little tiny bit of this broccoli. broccoli. That's oh. all it is. Nothing else. Right. Is that enough as a nutritious? Now, when you're getting your two and five, Pete, you're supposed to be having five serves of vegetables. One serve is considered one cup. So one metric cup. So one tiny little bit is not one cup. So you should be filling that cup up. No. I was going to complain to the management, (laughs) but they said... You're only paying 12 bucks. What do you want? No. <laughs> Broccoli has got the most wonderful taste, whether yeah. it's in 
Western food, uh, mm-hmm. Asian food is mm-hmm. just a gorgeous, gorgeous. Mm. There you I go. feel like I could eat it now, but it's not been. You uh, can give washed. them as a bouquet and then eat them later. <laughs> yes, there exactly. We there we okay. go. And finally, we've got a whole bunch of nuts here. These are almonds, I would believe. Well, uh, Pete, do you know well, what a nut is? Well, a nut. You're taking me to task now on one more of these botanical That's situations. Right. A mm. nut, Pete. In in addition to being you. Uh, is also, <laughs> thank you, Clara. from a botanical point of view, a dry fruit with a tough shell. So wow. a nut is also a fruit, just like a berry. Mm. But what you've got there is an almond, and that's not a nut at all. Oh, okay, so it's not a berry. It's not a nut. It's not, not a berry. A... It should be taken out of the mixed nuts along with the cashews because what that is, my friend, is a seed. <gasps> ah, okay. Something that is in and a plant embryo that is encased in a hard shell. Well, Clara, this is becoming very, very technical for my little brain this morning. It's too early in the day. (laughs) But we do welcome Clara's input here. That's it. As we try and uncover... I don't think... Botanicals. I don't think... Botany is bonkers anymore. I think that she's explained it very well. And you caught on very fast there, Pete. Well, now you can sit back and enjoy those nuts, you nut. <laughs> Clara, all the best to you. Have a nice Christmas. See you later. <laughs> it's Sheridan and Pete. And sometimes, Clara, when she behaves. Uh, stop telling people I'm from Narara and I'll behave. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We all been listening to Clara and she's the president of Permaculture Central Coast and also runs her gorgeous gorgeous urban mini farm, Clara's Urban Mini Farm, that you can find online. You're listening to Coast FM 963 and you're at home with the garden. Coast FM, Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy, the gardening gang in full bloom today. Yeah. Not only is Christmas around the corner, but the beautiful Vic, the what's hot Vic from Narara Valley Nursery is joining us right now. Oh, I'm excited. And uh, she is just (laughs) full of it. (laughs) <laughs> full of excitement. Is that full of what? what full of excitement. Pete, I love it. Full of Christmas cheer. Uh, find out now what is happening around the nurseries of the Central Coast on this um, on this uh, Saturday morning. Well, it's been a little bit hot, so people will enjoy this because Burbank House and Garden at Erin I have water plants. So what a great day to be shopping for water plants because I believe it's going to reach 35 degrees today. Mm. And I think Sherilyn will like this next one. Okay. I don't know why, but I pictured Sherilyn when I saw this. The Wildflower Meadow at Erin are next door to Burbank. They've mm. got the, the Sturt Desert Pea and they're flowering and in stock now. Oh, you know why? Because of that brilliant red, red colour. And I love yes. bright colours. Is it things. like a Santa red, is it? Oh, it is. It's like yeah. a Santa. And actually, it looks they look like little Santa's hats, those Sturt. Desert peas, they do the way that they okay, stick up like there. But, oh, hat. I'd like that. Yes, very much so. Mm. Yeah, I thought you would. And yes. some Heaven Garden Centre have still got thirty percent off almost everything. Of course, some exclusions will apply. Mm-hmm. And Lee Rowans have a two-four deal on blueberries, so they would make a great Christmas gift, I reckon. If I was to grow uh, blueberries at uh, Saratoga Heights, as uh, as we know, <laughs> uh, I, is, it a, is it a tree or a bush? That you've got it's to put in. It's a bush. It's a low a, bush and, and or a pra- high bush? Uh, it's a it's sort of like, they don't get really above a metre, I don't think. A low Any bush. Of the varieties. Okay. You can grow and it they, there. Yeah, you can grow it in Saratoga Heights and you can also have them in pots. They're perfect. Fruit and flower very quickly. Mm. And okay. if you have two plants, they will give you more fruit because mm. they can cross-pollinate. It'll be love going like on there. Because you pay so much for them at the supermarket, the ones that are harvested. Mm. 
pretty dear, aren't they? Mm-hmm. For uh, you know, a couple Imagine of that. Imagine, a couple of berries that grow in twenty four hours. Imagine lying in the pool in Saratoga and having them in pots around the pool, and you just sort of got your gin pluck, and tonic, pluck, and pluck, you just pluck, pluck them out, throw them in your mouth. You'd be there like oh, Nero. Oh, homemade gin and tonic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I forgot to mention as well. Forest's Beach Gardens there. I've got beautiful flowering mandevillas. They're great climbers that flower for nine months of the year. So yeah. if you're looking to cover up anything in your backyard or your front yard, get a mandevilla from Forest's Beach Gardens. Yeah, okay. that's an old classic that's making a big comeback, that one. Beautiful, beautiful. I'd rather talk about blueberries around the pool. <laughs> Nevertheless, let's move forward here. And uh, let's have a look at what's happening at Narara Valley Nursery this, uh, this season. All right. Well, we're going to have a little bit of fun because it's Christmas time. So oh. guess what? If you if you wear your favourite Christmas shirt into our nursery, you will save twenty percent off everything in store just what? for wearing a Christmas shirt into the nursery. That's right. Now, if it's also a wet day, you get forty percent off. Is it correct? <laughs> <laughs> wet days and hot days is fifteen percent. Uh-huh, Christmas right. shirt is. 20%. Well, very generous. I think the, 20%. Well, very generous. I think the management have uh, really great. created a great uh, we haven't, we haven't opportunity. We haven't yet. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I want to see some photos of all the people down there at Narara Valley in their Christmas shirts. I want to see photos of people who are annoyed when they get to the checkout. They say, what? what's special? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Vicky's there selling Christmas shirts. <laughs> Okay, now let's look at the uh, the fun part of our, well, also fun, the um, little section we have here. Sherilyn, in your words? Is it a botanical fact or fib? Okay. Vicky, you've won last week. I want to see if you I can know. pull it out again this week. I'm still riding on the glory. Right, since it's Christmas, let's go for another Christmas <laughs> fact or fib. Wassling. I love wassailing. How about you, Pete? Here we go. A wassailing. I, I think Vicky's a bit young to know what wassailing is. Mm. Wassailing is caroling. Yeah, caroling. But it's not just any caroling. It's going from house to house singing Christmas carols. Now, I know... Being a total pain in the backside. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big thing in Australia, but I'm sure if you've watched any of the Hallmark Christmas movies, the you will see you will see people go from house to house in groups and they wassail, which is singing Christmas carols. It's an old English tradition. Tradition. But it didn't start that way. (laughs) How it started out was because Christmas time in England, all right, is in the middle of the snow, in the middle of the winter, and people did go out a wassailing. That's what it's called. We're going a wassailing. But they sang the Christmas carols to apple trees, not to people. So they'd actually go from orchard to orchard, stand around in groups, sing to the apple trees. Is this a fact or a fib? I'm asking you. Ah. So they'd go into the orchards and they would sing Christmas carols to the apple trees to encourage them to fruit the next season. And that's where the tradition comes from. So I'm asking you, does wassailing, singing Christmas carols, did it start off as a way to make apple trees produce apples. Okay. Fact or fib? Rather than oranges, yeah. Rather than annoy people. (laughs) Uh, Let me try and throw to Vic now because I think I'd like to sort of throw in the, um, not the towel yet, but Vic, what are your thoughts? Is it waffling or waffling? (laughs) (laughs) Waffling. It's singing Christmas carols. Here we go, a waffling. I like it. Um. Sounds completely outlandish and crazy, and it would save heaps of money on fertilizers. So I'm going to lock in true. Well, I am inclined to agree, but I've got to take a counterpoint here. So obviously, oh. PL is left with um, <laughs> it is a fib. 
Vicky, you've won again. It's absolutely So Wassling was a procession of people and they visited principal orchards in the area, caroling as they went. And in each orchard, the major trees were selected and cider or a liquor of some sort was sprinkled over their root systems and songs were sung such as these. Here's to the old apple tree, hats full, sacks full, great bushels, baskets full. Hurrah! It's Christmas time. Beautiful song. <laughs> there you go. I mean, geez, why didn't Brenda Lee make that number one? Well oh, done, Vicky. We're rocking around the Christmas tree, this one. There you go. So, wassailing started in apple orchards. And Vicky got it. And She's she a got very it. bright girl. Well done. Oh. But Vicky, congratulations! I'll uh, I'll say and tip my hat to you and enjoy your wassailing this afternoon. Yes, my wassailing. Mm. Oh, she could be wassailing. She could be wassailing all the plants over she there. Can, we, she can I wassail. do waffle on. She'll wassail on while we're waffle on. Eh? All right. <laughs> all the best, Goodbye, my dear. My we'll, apple trees. we'll catch you next week for the final Christmas show. At home with the gardening gang, Coast FM nine six three. Driving home for Christmas. What a guy. Good idea there, Sherilyn. Mm. And you've got a long way to drive home for Christmas, all the way to Lake Munmora. <laughs> it's not that far, Pete, honestly. <laughs> it's just up We're the road. We're going to Newcastle for Christmas oh, Day. Lovely. All my kids live up that way, their mm-hmm. grandkids. Mm-hmm. So we're going that way. Lovely. Yes, it'll be gorgeous. Coming up in a week and a bit. Now, right. time to get your hands dirty on the gardening gang this morning. It sure is. Sherilyn Darcy has put the gloves on. Snap. And Snap. she's away. Let's do it. Well, first of all, we've been talking about growing your own nuts at home. And if you missed all of my little tips and little information bits and pieces about which nuts, you can grab this week's Coast newspaper that's out all over the Central Coast right now or jump online to coastcommunitynews.com.au and my whole article is about growing nuts on the Central Coast. So there you go. Get into it. So what's on for plant lovers around the Central Coast? I hear you all ask. Here we go. A few things things actually. There's a working bee at Kincumber Eco Community Garden next weekend. This is really important. It's right there in front of the community uh, neighbourhood centre there. They need some help to keep the garden tidy. All you need to do is turn up at 9am. It's just for two hours. If you all get in there, they're doing some weeding, whippersnippering, mowing and setting up a shade house again. I think it blew down in the last storm. They're planting some things, potting, turning compost, tending the worm farms, doing all those things and doing a bit of tool maintenance. Bring your skills if you've got some. If you don't, come along and learn. And also bring your Christ- Christmas scraps. You might have some. Kitchen scraps as well. Turn up. That's a Kincumber Nature neighbourhood centre, Saturday the 20th of December, 9am to 11am. Now Susan Succulents, she's a gangster favourite, we absolutely adore her. She's got on-demand succulent wreath workshops on it, Susan Succulents at Empire Bay, what a great place. Jump online, susansucculents.com.au or take this number down, get your pens out, 438 924-219. You must book these. They're on demand, one-on-one. They're, I think they're free. You just have to pay for your succulents. That's Hi to Susan, it. too. She's a character. Hey, Susan, we love Susan. We really do. All right, closer to home in your garden. If you're into it, don't do it today. Wait till it cools down tomorrow. You can plant the following. Culinary herbs, beans, beetroot, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, cape gooseberries, capsicums. Get those carrots in as well. Cauliflowers, celery, chicory, cress, Cucumbers, eggplants, endives, leeks, lettuce, marrows, melons, there's so many things. Mustard, okra. 
parsnips and pumpkins can definitely go in now and so can radishes, rhubarb, rosellas, silver beet, spring onion, squashes, sweet corns and a partridge in a pear tree. And you can still put tomatoes in and zucchinis too. Lots of flowers can go in at this time of the year, including asters, baronias, Californian poppies, coxcombs, gosh, I love those, cosmoses, cyclamens can go in now for a beautiful winter display, dahlia seeds can go in, not the bulbs really at the moment, it's a little bit too humid, and also seeded uh, geranium seeds can go in, they do so well on the coast, gerberas can go in, marigolds, nasturtiums, petunias, and also salvias, snapdragons, and sunflowers can still go in, but the window is closing, and Pete's favourite, zinnias. Oh, Now, gangsters, what do we say? Merry Christmas! At Coast FM, this is the radio station with the Gardening Gang, which we do every uh, Saturday morning between 8 and 10. Mm. And uh, in the second hour of the show today, Sherilyn, I mm-hmm. thought we'd sort of put a call out to Doreen. She's somewhere up the north coast. Is she? Got Doreen it. does our market report. All I right. think today she is in a little spot south of Port Macquarie Lovely. called mm. Bonnie mm. Hills. And it's very bonny, bonny here. Oh, there she is. Oh, hello, oh, good reception hello. there. Okay. Hello. So you've got, uh, you've got the little van there hitched up and you're bonny hilling at the moment, huh? It's yes, very good. Yes, okay. and there's a lovely sea breeze here. So if you hear the ocean behind me, that's oh, what it's all about. A morning oh. breeze in... Um, Do you like that in Bonnie yeah, it's Hills? It's gorgeous. Uh, it's very exposed, Bonnie Hills. You wouldn't want to be there on a blowy day, oh, let me tell right. you. I don't know if I've been there, yeah. but it sounds lovely. Well, it's it's a bit all right. Okay, <laughs> now I'm very jealous of uh, Doreen being uh, there and not here. You've been keeping your tabs on the markets around the coast. Let's talk about I today's markets. Have, eh? So Edelong Fresh Food Markets are being held today and every Saturday at the Broken Bay Scout Hall on Picnic Parade between 7 and 1. You'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. Now, the Gosford Christmas markets are on in Kebble Park today between 2 and 8 p.m. Now, this is a combined market by three of our own local markets and it's sponsored by Central Coast Council. So you can listen to live music, meet Santa, find the perfect Christmas gift and find locally crafted treasures also. There's food stalls, homewares, fashion and boutique stalls. So, yeah, that's, that's a nice little combined one for you. Now, to continue, ah. we'll uh, just turn the page here and check out the Sunday markets on the coast. Okay. Tomorrow, Tukley Lions Club markets are on near Coles Tukley between 8 and 1. Go along, browse through their stalls and grab a bargain or two. Gosford City Farmers Markets are being held tomorrow at the showground, at the Gosford showground, between 7 and 1, and they have live entertainment. Chat to local farmers and growers. There's a large range of fruit and veggies, eggs, daily items, fermented foods and plants. The minor beach markets are being held tomorrow between 9 and 2 next to the surf club. There are lots of stalls with everything you can possibly find in a market, including gourmet hot food, arts and crafts, local fruit, daily items and fashion. Now the event is also pet friendly and there's an ATM on site. Oh, Sherilyn, we talked to um, Irene, was it, from uh, the yes. Nut Factory earlier. From the GI Gourmet Nut Company. And there at your minor markets tomorrow. Oh, How about right, that? yeah. Yum. Any more for tomorrow, Doreen? Okie doke. To wrap it all up, for secondhand goods and specialty items, check out the Entrance Lions Club charity market being held tomorrow and every Sunday between 8.30 and 12.30 in the Denning Street car park. Beautiful. Okay, there's the market report for Doreen now on location at Bonnie Hills, but I believe mm. heading up to Sawtell tomorrow. Oh, yes. So yes, you'll yes, be are. able to find Sam from Sawtell. Tell him that Pete <laughs> said hello. Absolutely. 
absolutely. We're staying close to the uh, the shoreline because it's so hot and humid. So um, yeah, uh, this is summertime. You know. very warm. That's it. That's yes, what it's all that's about. True. Mm. And no yes. sign, no sign of any bushfires up there. I hope uh, nothing to no, uh, report. No. Okay. No, I hope there's none near us. What house. about the cyclones <laughs> coming down from northern Queensland? Nothing there either? No? I haven't. No, nothing is affecting us here. It's just beautiful and tropical. Okay, what about the locust plague from Israel? I want to know about <laughs> that. <laughs> I've seen, They're going to send Moses in for that one. <laughs> I've seen a few Christmas beetles. That would be all. Oh, nice. <laughs> Have you got the locusts at your place yet, Cheryl? They, I woke up this morning at That's half five. That's a Cicadas, I'll tell you where they're very, very loud on the central coast, and that's over the bridge going over to Lake Haven. You know the bridge there that goes over the waterway yeah. going into Lake yeah. Haven? A lot of gum oh, trees, okay. and they were loud. Okay, yeah. well, mm. we've got a full uh, locust uh, cicada report for you every <laughs> week from Miss Darcy. Click, click, As, click, click. In the meantime, <laughs> thank you, Doreen. Enjoy your trip. Thank you. And thank don't you. forget, Sam at Sawtell, he's your man. All right. I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is Coast FM with Pete and Sherilyn with a little Doreen popping in today. On Coast FM. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy is the gardening gang with our Christmas spirit today. Yay! So, um, Paulie Max joined us oh, now. Good Paulie morning. just ripped in. Hello, morning, Chef. How are you? How are you? The, the chef of our program is giving us some ideas at this time of year about uh, feasting. Mm, now, Paulie, coming. thinking about. Well, going to be Christmas mm-hmm. meal time, you know, yep. the big weekend coming up. Yep. And I'm thinking about the traditions of the Australian Christmas and have they changed much mm. in the 20 years you've been here from the, the old country? Well, we, we have an odd hybrid of uh, Christmas because there's a lot of the old country kind of roast, mm-hmm. you know, the turk, the, the, the meat that you only eat once a year. The, yes, the, the, mm. the, big, the big pig the or big something. Yeah, and the then, big bird or the big whatever. And then a lot. We, we struggled when we first came over because there's, obviously we're at different hemispheres, completely different temperature. Oh, yeah. So we would go for a big roast, lots of mm-hmm. side vegetables, and some. You, we'd be very sleepy at the end. But the Aussie uh, Christmas is a little hybrid. It's lighter but still has s- sprinklings of the English... Um, we do. Yeah, we do. We've got to yeah. have our ham. Yeah. I mean, that's it, that's isn't right. it? We have that's a cold. Right. So I'd start preparing that kind of stuff now. We'd, br- we'd okay. be thinking about brining the turkey now mm-hmm. um, for... Two a- weeks out. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Christmas pudding should be done. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have a cake that you made last month, probably soaking in a you know, nice $60 worth of brandy, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. And some little coins in there, some... No, yeah. crowns are expensive, no. Pete. No, I'm not into that at all. Mm. Okay, well, we'll leave tell the me, crowns talk about, out. Let's talk turkey. What, what are you going to do with the turkey this year? I wouldn't have a turkey in our place. No. It would not be uh, no appreciated at all. No. Because just just the, the mere thought of trying to cook it effectively... Oh. Oh would drive me spare. They're big birds. Hey? No, I tell you what, I lived in, as you know, I lived in America and I bought something back with me. Mm. And, Paulie, I don't know if you've heard of this. I know Pete probably hasn't. Deep fried turkeys. I Louisiana have, deep I fried turkeys. I have turkey. seen the process. It yep. astonishes me. Yep. But I get it. Yeah, it's a you great know, big it, outdoor pot. That would be a Thanksgiving thing there, wouldn't it? It's Thanksgiving over there, but, you know, we're turkey those two here. holidays are it so is close amazing. together. You know, yeah, they are. Mm. They are. Oh, you can make... 
one for Thanksgiving and divide it in half and keep the rest for Christmas. So it's a big pot. What do you do? It's a big pot that you have on a burner outside, a big stainless steel pot, and it's got this rack sort of thing that you put the turkey on. You've got to use peanut oil because it gets up to a very high temperature. Mm. And once it does, you slowly lower the turkey into it. No, you don't just chuck it in. Oh, you you brine or you Mm. inject the turkey with Cajun spices usually, but you can do whatever you like and no stuffing or anything and because it would explode. So you lower it in, but a whole big turkey, you can cook it in you know, 45 minutes, an hour. That's it. And it is the juiciest, most gorgeous turkey. Not greasy because, That's Paulie, wild. as you know, it seals the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they, do, oh, it's do, beautiful. Does it burn the feathers off as well? <laughs> You've already got a plucked wow. turkey. Oh, okay, well, Where do you think you we, are in Louisiana? We came across <laughs> this really interesting way of cooking turkey, and it was uh, in a pillowcase. So what you do, you soak the pillowcase in the States as well. You soak the pillowcase in butter and then Mm -hmm. you just whack the turkey in and then seal it up, stick it in the oven 180 degrees, four hours. What happens is the butter warms up and moves up the pillowcase and bastes the... So at the end of the... What what you do is that you open up with a pair of scissors and it's beautifully basted. Wow. If you choose a cotton pillowcase. Oh, I get... have done this process Christmas Eve. Oh, we came back from the with a nylon one. We huh? had a nylon one. We had perfectly oh, shrink wrapped that good. turkey. Oh dear! <laughs> yeah, it was Christmas. And the yeah. taste of plastic all through it. Some of these oh, American dear. things are good in theory because you know in the states mm. when people deep fry these turkeys, there's always a few houses that burn down because it's cold over there. Like you said, and the northern they're, they're hemisphere. Drunk, they're drunk. Yeah, they've probably had too many Jack Daniels or something, yeah, yeah. and they burn down their houses. So you do need to do this outside but we actually bought that thing in uh, Costco in the really? States and, and we bought it our, yep absolutely it's wow. fantastic we, we do chickens in it all sorts of things tasty yummy fantastic uh, what are you seeing as the trends for the Aussie meal for Christmas Day you Paul? know what I'm seeing is a real lean towards plant-based proteins really yes so there's a there was a push oh, maybe four years ago to kind of move away from meat it's less sustainable mm-hmm. uh, and moving towards uh, plant-based meats, which is interesting oxymoron because mm. they usually go through more uh, more of a process than meat does. Yeah. And they, I don't know. This is my opinion, obviously. They use a fair, um, fair amount of power to get them to where they are. Mm. So people are switching now from that plant-based meat towards real plants. Ah, okay. Instead, so, you know, eat, eat, um, eat less meat, eat more fruit and vegetables, you know. and um, Right. You know, you used to have that, well, they, America, I think the Americans started, it was called the Jingle Bell Run. Oh. You'd run through the streets and jingle shout bells. people, jingle your bells and give away gifts and things. It's now called the Prawn Run in Australia. <laughs> the Prawn Run is someone early in the morning has to get up, 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 get to the market, oh, no. get those prawns oh. fresh off the trawler. No, thank you. So you come home with three or four kilos of prawns and that's your main they do. food for lunch. Mm. It's that's a wonderful it. idea. I work closely with the DeCosti boys for a couple of Christmases over uh, in the city fish markets. Mm-hmm. And they'll do a 48-hour service. Yeah. Where yeah. they're open for 48 yeah. hours. And the amount of seafood they go through is tons insane. And, tons. Mm-hmm. and people are mad for it. I, I find it 
quite weird that that goes on, you know, that people go and queue down at the mm. Sydney fish markets, particularly if they it's come fresh. from the central coast. Yeah, but it's I'm just fresh, like, why can't baby. we just go down here somewhere, yeah, you know? We don't I, have the supply on the, on the coast. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. You can go to Swansea and probably get a bit of stock that's there, but right. Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle people hang around there. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Why don't you go there? If you live on the south coast, you go down to Ulladulla. Yeah. But here on the coast, there's a few prawns coming into Terrigal, but mm. you've got to go to Sydney to get the big stock. Mm. Yeah. You're listening to Coast FM 963, and you're at home with the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn and Chef Paulie Mack. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Santas as well, Sherilyn, because oh, yes. we have a winner. It was Karen Wilkinson of Kalani Vale jumped on the line there and now takes out the next Santa giveaway at Coast FM. Congratulations to all those guys there. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, of course, uh, when you enter the competition, it is only uh, one Santa per household. Yes. So your <laughs> old man can't win because you no. haven't won either. No. And we've it. got another big giveaway tomorrow with uh, Wayne. In the Wayne, breakfast no. show, Wayne yes, he's breakfast got another time. Santa. Between 6 and 9 tomorrow, mm-hmm. we'll have one more Santa. And let me see, and also one in the breakfast show on Monday. So wow, okay. If you'd like to win a Santa, stay tuned for the cue to call right here at Coast FM. FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. Now, Sherilyn, it's nice to receive gifts at Christmas. Now, I've got a beautiful gift for you. I'll probably have to wait another week before it arrives. Right. From Amazon. It's okay. pretty good. Is it all have nice? Have you got something that might appeal Look, to me? This isn't your main Christmas present, but it's something that's local that I have tracked down. I'm very excited about this. Now, remember last week in our botanical fact or fib game, we talked about the German Christmas ornament that was the glass pickle that you hide in the tree. Yep. People were very, very excited about this. And one of our listeners told me that we didn't have to go all the way to Germany for one of these pickles. In fact, there's something better that somebody is making locally, and it's positive pickles. And I have Jackie Cooper on the line from Long Jetty, who has a little store down there called Diamond Dots Dreams and Gifts. Hello, Jackie. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Fabulous, Jackie. Now, I picked up some of your positive pickles and affirmation worms. And, Pete, Merry Christmas. Well, positive pickles positive and affirmation pickles. worms. Positive pickles. Look at this. Here you go. Affirmation worms. Yeah. Jackie These makes are little them. spongy things with eyes and mouth. Mm. They're about the pickle size. They're the same as a pickle <laughs> in colour, but they taste different. Oh, they do. They're crocheted. And you're right, they're little yeah. stuffed pickles with positive affirmations on them. And apparently they're taking the internet by storm. These and the worms as well, the wisdom worms. Jackie, you're making these down in Long Jetty yes, and am. people are loving them, Pete. Absolutely, yeah. The people have been fantastic with their response to the product. So the um, worms particularly. I've got one here that says, I may be a tiny pickle, but I believe in you. (laughs) Go do your thing. So how did your thing come about, Jackie? Well, it was actually a friend of mine asked me to make something for her daughter that would encourage her. And um, I thought, pee, what rhymes with a pee? And I came up with a pickle. So it was... Yeah, just the way it works. And um, the same with the worms. Mm-hmm. They started out on, on, you can get them on the internet and that, and but they're called worry worms. 
Oh. And I thought, oh, I don't really like a worry worm. So I just chased it to a wisdom worm. Wonderful idea. So these little worms, they're crocheted. They're so cute. They're little crocheted worms with little googly eyes on them in a packet. And they've got positive affirmations, I guess. Uh, this one says, you are so brave, Pete, because I think you're very brave to put up with me. Okay. Well, that's a lie. Mm. So we've got worms and we've got pickles. Now, which is the best seller, Jackie? The worms, for sure. The worms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I have only been making the pickles for about a month or so. The other thing that I loved, because we are a home and garden show, is that Jackie also crochets flowers, ju- tulips. There's a tulip uh, version there as well. Mm. Yeah. So they'll, Lots they'll, of never, different things. they'll never die. <laughs> no, no. That's right. I call them everlasting bouquet. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> now, what's your background, Jackie? You you seem to me like you've, you've got a, a certain philosophy in life that came from somewhere. I was a primary school teacher in the Blue Mountains originally for 25 mm-hmm. years and um, I retired and I'm not a person who can sit and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I started off with the Diamond Dots which I also sell. Mm. And then my friend said, I'm going to teach you to crochet. So she taught me the basics, but unfortunately taught me left-handed. So everything had to change everything. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm just a firm believer that not just children, but everybody needs affirmation in what they're doing because that's how you get the best out of people. Now, we're going to find a way to stop the Chinese from making thousands of these and... (laughs) And cutting your price. No, and these are coasty pickles. Have you got pickles. these covered by some kind of invention uh, copyright at all? A patent? No, I haven't, but every single thing I make has a little sign on it that says handmade with love. Ah, so that's even that if killer. they mass produce them, yep. they're not getting that little touch of handmade with love. Okay, mm, so roughly, uh, Jackie, give us a number where you're up to in terms of unit. <laughs> Would you have sold a thousand units by now since you started this? I've, I've sold over a thousand of the worms, yes, and um, the pickles. I'm probably up to mid thirties, maybe, because as I said, I've only been selling them for a month. Okay, right. And they take a little longer to make the pickles. I've been busy making them ever since I had my first conversation with you, thinking, oh, oh well, maybe a lot of people will come in and want them, so. I'm doing my best. Well, we've got uh, a good uh, number of people who tune to the radio station on a Saturday morning. uh, And with the fact that there's no pictures, are are there pictures anywhere here, Cheryl? Oh, they're in the Coast newspaper. newspaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put some photographs in Coast newspaper in my gardening page there. And you can jump online as well to Home with the Gardening Gang Facebook page and I'll put some pictures up there this morning as well. And the shop is located? It's in Long Jetty. That's where it is. In the main street. street. Um, Just up from the lawn. Opposite the Ampol service station. There we go. It's a lovely little shop, and it's it's a nice part of the world there in Long Jetty to yes, have a, a wander around. It's very community there. Mm-hmm. Look, it's a wonderful thing to be doing it. It's the Central Coast owned Positive Pickles and Wisdom Worms, created by Jackie Cooper, who's down there at Diamond Dots Dreams and Gifts in Long Jetty. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you so much. Jackie with the Gardening Gang this morning here at Coast FM. Merry Christmas. Coast FM, Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy with uh, now Lachlan McDonald joining us on the line today. Cheryl and he's uh, having a busy Christmas buying gifts for all his friends and family and just taking five minutes aside. Good morning to you, Lachlan. Good morning, Lachie. Good morning. 
Lachlan from Ray White McDonald Partner, who's been with us oh, a couple of years now doing the little <laughs> segment. Now, it's an article that uh, I came across recently, Lachlan. It was putting out fair warning to people who may be, for the very first time in their life, uh, taking on a um, uh, accommodation or a, a building they're buying into that has a strata plan as opposed to a... Ooh, that scares me. ...have a home of your own. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want to do with your own home within reason. Mm-hmm. Once you then become involved in a strata plan, you've got to be very careful about what you do. You can't hang things like the washing out in the line and things mm. like that or on your balcony. Can or put you? plants wherever you like, I suppose, it, it, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Lachlan McDonald, he is very familiar with the, the rules and regs. Mm-hmm. Ray White McDonald Partners have a very large rent roll. Good morning to you, mate. Mm. Good morning. Now, Lachlan, you've come across people, I'm sure, that for the very first time are moving into an apartment or a building that has a strata plan. So what uh, kind of advice do you give uh, those people moving into a strata for the first time? Yeah, well, Pete, I think it depends on whether or not you've been in um, a freestanding house for a very long time. Uh, so if you, if you have, I think the best advice I can give is to just be prepared that you're going to lose a little bit of control, obviously. But, you know, you've got to have to lean into that, into the fact that, well, the strata will and should take care of a lot of things for you. So if you've been a homeowner and you've had a freestanding home for a long time, obviously you're responsible for all the repairs, all the maintenance, those sorts of things. Um, when you move into a strata community, they're responsible for a great deal of those repairs and maintenance. And this is where it's very important to make sure that you're moving into a good strata community because if it's all being run really well and um, those things are being taken care of as they should takes a lot of responsibility away from you as as the owner but if they're not it can add a significant amount more responsibility to you than if you just had a freestanding home so very careful you got to be very careful about the quality of the strata community you're moving into in most of the ads you see for home units around the coast and probably elsewhere they will indicate how much per quarter or per month that you're obliged to pay into the strata as your contribution to the overall cost of running these things. Is, is there a kind of a, a formula that they adopt when they put those figures together? Not, not really, no. I mean, it, generally it's something that's all agreed on by the, the strata committee. There's, you know, perhaps some guidance there from the strata manager based on, you know, ha- um, you know, I guess expected industry norms in terms of how much you should have available for certain repairs or things that mm. might be upcoming. So there'll be advice given, but realistically, no, there's no, no set formula. It's going to depend on the building, on the age of the building. Like, for example, a very, very new build, you'll often find that they have lower strata levies at the start because they're still under builder's warranty. So they're thinking, mm-hmm. hey, we're probably not going to have too much that we need to fix that's going to come out of our pocket. Mm-hmm. So we can probably keep the levies just to administrative costs. And then once they start to get, you know, a little bit closer towards that end of that um, that warranty period, you'll find they start to increase rates to start to put a little bit in the kitty in case things start to go wrong. But again, they're thinking, hey, we probably should at least have a bit of a grace period for there to be repairs too because it shouldn't break down in year number eight, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Well, the, other th- the other thing that often pops up is uh, when you see a site or wherever that have a special levy. Now, a levy, I would imagine, is a one-off 
fee for unexpected uh, costs, is it? A really common one is, is waterproofing on balconies. And we see that a lot with, uh, you know, these high-rise apartments. That at some point, the waterproofing may fail on the balcony. So mm. it's something which, unfortunately, a lot of stratas don't put money away to consider that that may happen in the future. You'll find that sometimes they might have to raise what you said, which is a special levy. And that's a one-off um, cost. It can also be to upgrade things too. So if the community has all voted and decided that, say, they they want to completely refurbish the entryways or the gardens, um, mm. special levies could be enacted to pay for those as well. You know, they're the sort of things that you have to do to your own home anyway. I mean, it's not unreasonable. I fix up a wall in my house because there was a, a leak in the roof and it was something I had to pay for to fix my house. So I guess you can't expect to move into an apartment and go, oh, well, that's it. That it's not Someone's going to last. Gonna pay Someone's got to pay somewhere. Well, I know. It's interesting you bring that that's up, right. Sherilyn, because yeah. a bit of history I've worked out in this particular article that uh, back in 1961, mm-hmm. I know you weren't born, Mike. No, I wasn't. Stage. I was. <laughs> uh, in Enfield in Sydney at a place called Lindsay Garden, which may be a retirement village, uh-huh. uh, it celebrated the world first multi-living strata schemes. Oh, okay. So this is Australia has been well ahead of the um, the, the curve the here. World. Okay. Uh, because prior to that they had a thing called company titles which was always an issue with um, mm. raising money for a for a, a large development that had to be... Right. Well, of course, pre-show back in 61, there weren't many high-rises mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we see today. So mm-hmm. uh, company and company titles, Locke and I think, are entirely different to uh, uh, what they provide for in a strata. Is, uh, they are. They, mm-hmm. they are. And we don't find too many of those on, on the coast. Um, they're very prevalent in certain parts of Sydney, um, anything that was built in the 50s, you know, those sorts of larger apartment buildings around sort of the you know, inner eastern suburbs, quite a lot of company title there. Very different. They, they can be a lot more restrictive because things such as tenants have to be, in some cases, approved by the, oh, um, the building. Oh, okay. Uh, even owners have to be approved by the building. Strata is um, definitely a, a much more fair scheme. Um, even things like you know, pets these days, um, you, you can't really be unreasonably refused to have a pet in a strata scheme with the new legislation. So strata makes it a lot easier for people to coexist by having a lot more standard laws that everyone has to abide by. Things like company title and things like that, they, they can really be decided by the individual building and that can really be a bit of a minefield for people. Mm, I can appreciate mm-hmm. that. Well, all the very best. Have a nice weekend. We'll catch you next week and have a, a little Christmas cheer in the meantime. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Lachlan. Lachlan McDonald there from Ray White McDonald Partners in the festive mood with the gang this morning. 